0: I feel more confident in my ability to have this baby at home than I do in hospital. <laughs> yeah, we
1: had just a thing where it was like, you know, it's like feeling your feelings can be influenced by other people. And yeah. so we just in our family have always made the, 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 the motto of, hey, our decisions will lead and our feelings are going to follow. Yeah.
2: That. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Gabby and Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
0: Oh yes, we're so excited to be on here with you today.
1: Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, would you guys take a moment just to introduce yourselves and your family to the listeners before we jump in?
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Um, my name's Daniel, and uh, my wife Gabby. We've been married for 15 years, and I have a we we have a 15 year old named Nate's, a seven year old named Luke, and a zero year old, four month old. <laughs> named briar song so we every one of them seven years apart i don't recommend that
2: really so okay that's interesting because there's a part of me that's like that actually seems like the way to do it
1: <laughs> well <laughs> you, you you forget and then all of a sudden there's another baby
0: yeah they can get self-sufficient and you're like oh man i gotta go backwards and now But it is really good as far as you have, you only have to focus on one baby at one time. So they all kind of had their own time with you um, to have all the attention, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. And then there's just the built-in babysitters, you know, like
0: (laughs) built-in help. We had boys first, so that didn't work out (laughs) in our (laughs) favor.
1: I wouldn't leave my song with my 15-year-old right now.
0: No. (laughs) That's a no. (laughs) Maybe
2: one day. Well, that's awesome. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about this most recent birth, though. I'd love to kind of touch on your previous experiences to kind of hear what brought you to home birth. Was was this your first home birth?
0: Yes, this was absolutely our first home birth, and we did not plan on having her at home until I was 20 weeks along. Oh, Wow. So.
2: Okay, great. Okay. So what were those, what were your first two experiences like kind of in a nutshell?
0: So um, we were really young when we had our first, I was actually 18 when I had our first baby mm-hmm. and he, um, we did just a normal hospital birth cause I did not know any better. And because home birth was not legal in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually just happened two years ago, I think is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So We had him in the hospital. I did have a midwife as um, our doctor and she was amazing. Um, But unfortunately, when you have a baby at the hospital, you have to go to whoever's on call. And um, she was out of town up until right before he was born. So she did end up coming in, which was great. (laughs) She was a lifesaver because the on-call doctor um, had me very heavily medicated. So I couldn't feel the push or anything at all. Um, It was a crazy experience that I didn't even realize was not a healthy or probably normal experience until Mm -hmm. I went through our second (laughs) birth in the hospital.
2: So yeah,
0: she was, but the midwife ended up showing up. She, I was on oxygen at that point. She took me off everything, oxygen, all the pain meds, um, And then the only way I even knew how to push was because she had to bring a mirror out. So it was a pretty crazy first experience for us, especially being so young.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and like you said, kind of just that not knowing until you experience it again, that's, it's just so strange how that works. You know, you just, you can't really get perspective on it until you have something to compare it to.
0: Oh, yes. So we used the same midwife for our second um, for Luke. And the experience was just so different. Of course, seven years had gone by. So there's the age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, it was just so smooth. It was medicated. So I really had nothing to compare home birth to at all. Um, I did not, I don't remember feeling a thing. It was the easiest hospital birth. We had a great time. It was just me and my husband. And I think we laughed and he, he had me laughing the whole time. We drew, we took off all the, what is it? The stuff from the whiteboard just to decide on his name. Yeah, <laughs> <Like we> took-
1: <laughs> yeah I took over the board. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it was, but it was because you didn't really feel.
0: I didn't feel anything.
1: Pain. I mean, obviously you felt pain, but when they got you drugged up, you didn't feel the last bit of it. Mm-mm. You know, the majority of it, mm-hmm. which was uh, so. So going to the home birth in uh, aspect, we didn't have any idea.
0: None.
2: Right. That's so interesting. What made you change your minds at 20 weeks? And then Daniel, I'd love to hear your perspective of how you felt about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll let her lead it
0: off. <laughs> so we actually used the same midwife. Um, to start out with, with um, Briar Psalms. So because there were so many years in between, um, the original midwife that delivered our first two boys had retired and come out of retirement and was serving at the new um, birthing center at a hospital in Pensacola, Florida, which is about an hour from us. So we live
1: in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah, gotcha.
0: So I had like wanted to use her. I was like, oh my gosh, she's practicing again. She's got to deliver our third baby. So we went to Pensacola to use her um, originally but then she told us she was retiring um, before Briar Psalm was due. And then they started requiring mask mandates at the hospital, Mm. um, which they hadn't originally, but by the time i hit my 20 weeks they were they were reinforcing that again um and we did not want to have to yeah so like the
1: midwife the midwife was retiring so it was going to be uh that journey we weren't she was not going to give uh help us with briar song at all Mm -hmm. then with all the restrictions and all the craziness at the hospitals we were just like you know what plus (laughs) i'll I'll note I'll, i'll say this too that we didn't, we don't have insurance right now in the season. Our our kids, our kids do, but we both work for ourselves. And so we were paying for the baby out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we were already, you know, looking at ways to say like, how can we do this the least expensive way? Mm -hmm. Um, And we weren't going to pay for an epidural because they were like, that was an extra thousand dollars.
2: Gotcha. Okay. So that was part of, that was part of what I was wondering was, was the plan if you had been at the hospital to just continue on the same way or right did you have yeah so no already no you had decided we're not doing medication
1: yeah i mean we were so like i remember we were sitting in the car and i was like so we're not going to do the medication so you're going to feel everything anyways and we're going to be stuck in a hospital bed
0: which we don't like doing that anyway we're not very good hospital people and
1: we're not (laughs) we're not crunchy we're just we're
0: I, the best way to explain it was stale crunchy yeah, we're still, <laughs> okay, know, explain okay. that please explain like, stale I, crunchy
2: that is the most interesting <laughs> like way to to describe
0: something we did an ultrasound <laughs> um, with Briar and the lady described us as stale crunchy she's like you're not necessarily crunchy but <laughs> you're stale crunchy you're you're not all the way in but you're kind of
2: all right. Um, I got it. That's, that's very cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we were just thinking and saying like, you know what, you know why? And Gabby's like, what about a home birth? Cause those, or it's an option now.
0: Yeah. We found that out through another ultrasound tech. They were very helpful. This oh. cover, right?
1: Yeah. Shout out to all the ultrasound techs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
2: My sister's training to become one. That's very nice.
0: <laughs> great. So she had actually told us that it was legal. And that was before that was at like 14 weeks. So it was kind of in the back of my head. So when our midwife said she wasn't going to finish out um, our pregnancy, I was like, okay, what are we going to do? So we couldn't find anybody that we really liked that was working in uh, with a hospital or anything. And so I just Googled midwives and Stacy came up because there's really only two options in our area. <laughs> and, um, I called her right away. The best
1: options. The best option. Yeah.
0: And I called her right away. She called me back within, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And we talked for about 30 minutes and set up an appointment to go meet her. It was really quick. Like I didn't expect that. I was lucky to even be able to have her as our midwife because she only takes a couple of babies every month.
2: Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is a huge shift. Like, this is a huge change from what you guys had experienced before. And it sounds like you kind of were immediately all in. Is that true? Or was there some hesitation or fear around it? I don't
0: think so. Daniel says no. Mm -mm. No,
1: when we we make up our mind, it's a
2: firm decision.
0: We're pretty solid in that. No, we just went all in. We didn't care what anybody had to say about it. We were Mm. just like, what we're doing? (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's fantastic. And you, I mean, you'd already given birth twice before, so it's not like you weren't sure like, oh, can my body do it? But when it comes to the pain aspect, was there any, like, were you nervous about that or did you just feel confident that no, I'll I'll be able to handle that?
0: I, I mean, of course there's always that little bit of hesitation. I think, you know, it's, being a little nervous, um, just because i would never really experienced it. Now with Nate, our first, I did have back labor. Um, so I was very scared for that. Yeah. And um, with Luke, I don't remember really anything at all. So, you know, I, I was a little scared. I'll say it that way. Not scared enough. I don't know how to explain it.
2: For it to know. make a difference, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I was all in on the home birth. I was just like, I'm just going to absorb as much information as I can. So I was really thankful. Stacey had the Happy Home Birth Academy that she required us to go through. And then I ate up your podcast. Like I started working out at the gym um, at 20 weeks, around 20, 21 weeks. And so, I mean, every time I went to the gym, I just plugged in your podcast. And that that was my lifeline to survive the gym. So...
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. Tell me about that. I'd like to hear how, because you mentioned when I was looking back through kind of the um, intake form, you were talking about how listening to other stories really did seem to help you prepare. In what way? How did it help?
0: I think just mentally, like knowing that every experience was going to be different, um, and that you'd have this expectation, but it it probably wasn't going to get met. So one of the things that I really focused on was not having a ton of expectation on how it would go. I didn't, you know, I think everyone says you should have all this like preparation and visioning of what it would be like, but I did kind of the opposite and I just absorbed everyone's stories. So that way, if if that happened to me, I'd be prepared to, to move forward with it. Right. So that was super helpful, but all the stories were great. Like I could not get enough. I was re-listening to them by the end of it. <laughs> That's amazing. And then Daniel, what,
2: what was it like for you? Did you do anything in particular to prepare?
1: Um, I asked, asked a lot of questions.
0: Mm,
2: that's great. I
1: asked, I, asked, I asked Gabby a lot of questions.
0: And Stacey. And, 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 yeah. And Stacey.
1: And I, and I wanted to say too, like, um, you know, I, I encourage, bothers to go to these appointments yeah you know I didn't go to all of them but I did go to the first few initial ones just because I wanted to ask questions to the midwife and you know I wanted to be informed Mm -hmm. and then um you know because I just knew that my role at the end of the day uh, I'm I'm the support system Mm -hmm. and so I knew that like if this was a decision that she really wanted then uh, I mean like I said we've been married for 15 years so when we make up our mind and we, we both agree upon it, then we're just, we're all in. And so I think my role was just to get as informed as I could and just have checkpoints along the way as we got closer to make sure that she was still good. I remember even asking, like, you sure if you don't want to go to the hospital, you want to do it this way. And uh, and so up to the, up till the very end, it was like, yes, this is what we're doing. And we both felt at peace about it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: That's amazing. Yep. I, I completely agree that going to the midwife, it just, it helps because they have the answer. <laughs> they have the answer to the question that you have in your head. And I think a lot of times husbands can get really you know nervous about it because it's not happening to them. It's happening to their wife. It's happening to their partner, the mother of their child. And that can feel a little bit helpless. But then when you speak to someone who number one has done this many times before, number two is going to be there with you walking you through it. I think that it brings a lot of clarity and a lot of comfort. Yeah.
0: And the appointments were so great. It wasn't just like a rush in and out type of appointment. I mean, they really, they spent time, not just, not just on your pregnancy, but just on you. And that was super helpful for me to form a relationship that was just, not a 15 minute appointment. Like the relationship I feel like I built with Stacy and, and her um, assistant Lindsay was just so great because I had so much support. I mean, I still talk to them both all the time.
2: Oh, that's so, I know those relationships are just, they're deep. They're founded on such deep stuff. So that's, that's incredible to hear. I'd love to hear, were there any Obviously, you, you talked about listening to the podcast. You took Happy Home birth Academy. Were there any other ways that you prepared, like health-wise, to, for this experience?
0: Well, I did start the gym. <laughs> That's because right. I was not working out before. Um, um, Daniel works out all the time, and he's always trying to get me to go. And I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> but with, I don't know, with taking on a home birth, I just felt that I needed to be the best I could be like there was no other option. So um I started going to the gym with him three to four times a week. And gosh, that helped so much, not just during the pregnancy, but also after.
1: What you ate too.
0: In what I ate. Well, well, yes. We
1: watched what you ate.
0: We did do that. <laughs> and my iron was really low. So we had to do a lot of um supplements to boost that back up. And I may have eaten some baked oysters <laughs> um. <laughs> with that. <laughs>
2: Oysters are a superfood. That's
0: amazing. They are. Um, but yeah, so just <laughs> what 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 I ate, um, what I listened to, exercising, it's just really making me a better version of me before she arrived.
2: Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm
0: and you...
1: Out
2: about it oh,
0: yeah. What, boys, what was that,
2: Daniel? I said our, our,
1: <laughs> our boys were weirded out about it. They were kind of stressed <laughs> out.
2: Okay, I that was what I was just about to ask. (laughs) Okay, yeah, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about introducing this idea to your boys, who, like you said, they're seven and fifteen. They're old enough to have opinions. So, what was that like?
0: You go ahead. Me? You're a boy, so you can.
1: I am. I am. I'm (laughs) a man. Okay. Um, So. So our teenager was super stressed out. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, can I go stay with grandma when this happens? I'm like, listen, I don't know. I mean, it could happen anytime. You know, I kind of had fun with it a little bit (laughs) um, just as the dad, but (laughs) no, he was really stressed out. But it, it, you know, when we get to the story of our home birth, you know, it all worked out. Luke, our seven-year-old, he actually watched videos. He wanted Mm to
0: be all in it.
1: He wanted to be right there with it, catching the baby and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, So it was just, two complete opposite things. I forgot Luke
2: was
0: pretty okay with it. Oh yeah, it. he was excited.
2: <sighs> um, yeah, that's, it's so personality based, you know, how how kids are gonna feel about things like that. I feel like it just, it varies so much and you can do the same thing, share the same information, but some are gonna be really, really interested and others are gonna be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and take a step back. Thanks yeah, so
0: much.
1: <laughs> but I thought it was a good learning experience because, you know, it kind of taught, it really taught the, the kids that there are options. Mm. and that there is more than just the status quo of something that you're comfortable with and used to and it's okay to step out and do something different and so for that aspect I think that our 15 year old actually at the end of the day uh, is glad that we did it
2: mm. that's amazing yeah that's a great point
1: Um. anyways yeah that's I think that that was something we got out of that they yeah. got out of it
0: we didn't have any like we didn't plan for them to be there or not be there. We just figured we'd play it by ear.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like that's the best way to go about it. That's, it's just part of life. We'll figure it out as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So let's go ahead and get, get towards the end of your uh, pregnancy and on into labor. What, how did that all go down? What did that look like?
0: Well, I will say that we thought that Briar was going to be small. Every time Stacy would kind of feel on my belly, she was like, she's just so tiny. So we were convinced she was going to be tiny and a little bit earlier, right on time. Both of our boys were two days late. So I didn't expect her to go past that Mm -hmm. at all. And um, (laughs) we did go past our due date and we went an entire week. Past our due date.
2: <laughs> mm. That is so hard when you're not used to it. <laughs>
0: like oh, no, the other two, it was like day two um, after our due date, and they were like, okay, we're going into labor. And I was like, She's gonna come today. Like she was supposed to be early, didn't come early. Um, you know, in my brain anyway. And so by the time I actually got to the day she was coming, it was crazy. I remember spending so many nights just bouncing on my ball and <laughs> eating dates and drinking peppermint tea. I'm like, come on. <laughs> but she decided she was going to come on August 10th. We actually had to go see Stacy that morning um, just to check on her. And she also wanted us to do an ultrasound that day just to check her fluid levels and all that kind of stuff. And so the day ended up being really long. Like we woke up and I was having contractions, so I almost canceled everything, but I had already had a few days of contractions that never led to anything. So I figured we should go ahead and go. So we went and saw Stacy, and she had already um, had appointments earlier that day. And um, then we went to do the ultrasound. And by the time we got home, like we were gone all day. It was 6.30, 7 o'clock at night by the time we got home. We hadn't eaten great, and we hadn't slept. So my water ended up breaking about nine 30.
1: Yeah. We were watching friends.
0: <laughs> I just, we were exhausted. And I remember texting Stacy and I'm like, my water just broke. And she was like, Oh good. We just finished delivering the other baby. Cause they, had, oh. they had a baby that day. They checked the mom and then they went and delivered the baby after they did our appointment. So wow. they delivered two babies in 16 hours that day. <sighs> they were just as tired as we were
1: yeah but they didn't show it
0: <laughs> they they didn't it was incredible they just you know we she said they were going to go home and change and grab something to eat and i could let them know when we wanted them to head this way so i think they got here about one in the morning mm-hmm. i think that was right and um my contractions were pretty close together but they were not super intense at that point point. and so it was um but i feel like it picked up really quick After they got here, Mm -hmm. maybe an hour or two after they got here, I went from like being able to manage and talk through contractions to, I was in the tub, miserable, Mm -hmm. grabbing combs, trying to figure out how to divert the pain.
1: Yeah, she was taking, she was taking our comb and squeezing it, trying to make more pain go to her hand than her body. (laughs) Creating a diversion.
2: (laughs) It didn't really work, so
1: it was weird because I was like why is she why is she searching so frantically for a comb
0: <laughs> your hair is fine <laughs> it was crazy so you know I got in the tub for a little bit um, not the birthing tub Daniel had that set up um, yeah,
1: that's my biggest regret was setting up that birthing tub really We did not we didn't use it not one bit oh I no <laughs> it was a lot of work
0: it was a lot of work
1: cuz i didn't set it up right so it took me hours and stacy made fun of me oh, and man. Uh, anyways
0: so i, I
2: got- think that's i think that's honestly that is like a required part of the home birth process is step 1 set up the birth pool wrong step <laughs> 2 reset up the birth pool yeah that's just part of it Yep.
0: yeah we had it in the corner of our room for like a month and i was so excited <laughs> to have a water birth And I got in the tub and I actually had bath labor. And so I was like, this is not, this isn't helping at all. Like I just wanted out of the water. And so I don't think I was in the bathtub for very long before I got out. And they had like, had me moving into several different positions to try and get me to focus on getting her out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had actually um, texted the midwives before we chatted and I'm like, okay, tell me about, about this. What am I forgetting? And they're like, you pretty much tried to crawl away from having your own baby. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I, it was a long, a longer process than I think it needed to be because I was so scared to just have her. Mm. It was crazy.
2: Well, do you think that it was that you were scared to have her or was it just, I mean, man, back labor is just really intense.
0: It is. And I think a lot of it was because I couldn't really tell when to push Mm. Um, and so I know that Lindsay, which is Stacy's assistant, she would like massage my back. And so when she would do that, I could follow her hand um mm. to know when to push because she would almost pull her hand down when it was time to push. Mm. And so that was a lifesaver for me because I honestly had I couldn't tell when to push. And that was the biggest thing is I just remember being in intense pain because I didn't know what my body was doing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a lot, but I'm so glad she did that because that last hour of her kind of going through and doing that helped so much.
2: And Daniel, what, what were, were you noticing or thinking about this period of time that she's talking about?
0: Mm. He was really tired, mm. but he was a really good support system. I know that.
1: Mm. Was not <laughs> yeah. um, so, I, I remember, um, I just remember thinking how like rock stars, the midwives were mm-hmm. and wife, you know, but like it, it was, um, I think it was because she didn't have the same experience with the other two as far as like, I mean, she was heavily ep- on the epidural,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: she couldn't feel how to push. So I, I don't think her body really knew
0: how to push, how to
1: push. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we, we tried the bathtub, we tried bouncing the ball in the shower, um, which that was early on. Mm. I remember you almost had the baby on the toilet.
0: I did almost have her mm-hmm. on the, They had me backwards on the toilet, which wasn't bad at all. And then they moved me.
1: She could have had it then. Yeah. Had her then, not yet. I'm sorry. Had, could have <laughs> had her then. And then, um, I just remember we did, they were doing the back massage towards the end and, um, and then, uh, you got positioned on the bed.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she,
1: she actually gave birth to her on the bed.
0: Yeah, um, which is not what I wanted necessarily. Is that what we had planned for. Uh
2: uh-uh. Right. So, okay, so you had been, you had been laboring on the toilet. That is really helpful for just like opening up and letting, you know, if you're having a hard time pushing, I can imagine that that could have been pretty helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you, then. you what? I could have had her then, mm-hmm. but I moved and ah. made it longer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when you moved, what happened?
0: Uh, That's when I went to the bed, I think I was just so tired, that I was like, I need to go to the bed. And so I ended up on hands and knees on the bed um, for probably an hour Mm. before she arrived. Mm. And it definitely heated up, then it was super intense. And everyone always says to prepare for the ring of fire. So I was definitely prepared for one of those, but I think I had like, five. It was crazy um, which ended up being good but it was definitely unexpected. you know I to get my body would let go a lot easier.
2: Okay, so that's what you f- you feel like it was like a relaxation thing or it was just I mean it was just getting a head out and that's that it can was- be tough. <laughs>
0: Definitely that. So her head didn't actually mold. I think is what they said. Okay. And she came out a little. She didn't tilt all the way. So she uh, was. Yeah. So she was positioned a little off, and so she had a really big head. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. Um, yeah, she did. She had a big head, and so they um, had said if I didn't hold her like I did, I could have definitely torn, but I I didn't. So it mm. was actually a good thing.
2: Oh, that's that that is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Geez. If if the baby's head, if the baby's chin isn't tucked down, then yeah, it it is a larger diameter, you know, it's a larger size that is coming through at the beginning. So I can imagine why it would have taken a number of pushing contractions with you feeling that ring of fire sensation if your head wasn't tucked. (laughs)
1: Your head was what, 14 inches?
0: 14, yeah, 14, 14 and a half. That's, yeah
2: that's not small that's no. not a small head <laughs> <laughs>
0: she was our biggest baby I kept saying they they kept saying she was going to be the smallest and she had, well not obviously we don't know but mm-hmm. she measured small up until like the last week or a couple weeks and then she was our. I think it's
1: baby. important too to, for like people listening to know that like you weren't just laying in the bed you were on your hands and knees on the bed when you're yeah birth. Yeah. yeah
0: right it was awesome
2: yeah okay so she so you (laughs) go through this massive (laughs) ring of fire experience and then what happens after that does she did she come out pretty swiftly after after her head came out
0: yeah no and it was pretty quick i think it was just one push after her head was out if i remember correctly i don't Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah it was Mm -hmm. and um she didn't really cry she was super quiet she just Took it all in, I guess. Um, she was eight pounds, one ounce, 21 and a quarter inches long. So she was mm. definitely our biggest baby.
1: Biggest oh, baby came in right as the sun was coming up.
0: It was about 6 30
1: the
2: next day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys had a long day. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if I could go back and do anything, it would have been slept, sleep more and eat more. That yeah. would have done a lot and more. And not set up the birthing tub. And not. <laughs>
2: And Daniel would have not set up the birthing tub. (laughs) Isn't that so it's crazy how that works. I mean, obviously, like we said, it's kind of just life. But oh, gosh, when you could have three days of the best sleep and you go to bed at the right time and you wake up at a at a nice late time and then you don't go into labor and then the one time where it's like, well, we were gone all day from sun up to sun down. And then my water broke (laughs) like
0: great. we definitely didn't eat like I think we went to Olive Garden and had soup and salad like I should have definitely eaten a lot better that day (laughs) um when they got here they were trying to feed me like peanut butter sandwiches and stuff and I just did not want to eat by then
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: um but when she arrived it was like such a relief um except for I still had to get the placenta out and that was probably worse than actually having a baby
2: <laughs> really
0: yes like i remember them setting her on top of me and i just remember thinking like you've got to get her off like i can't i was shaking so bad oh. and i felt like she would fall off of me if she continued to stay there so they transferred her to daniel almost right away um and we tried to birth the placenta and it just did not want to cooperate so I think of after like 30 minutes, Stacy was like, go to the toilet. So mm-hmm. we had to like walk to the toilet and try and get this thing out. She helped significantly.
1: Yeah. She had to go all the way up in there yeah. and pull that thing oh, out. Oh man. Yeah.
0: It was, I don't remember the term they used. I don't remember if it retroverted, was retroverted or, Reversed. but it was big and it had blood clots and I don't think it was the right way.
2: Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's rough. So, okay. So you, what happened after that? Were you able to relax after that?
0: Like after that, I jumped in the shower for like two minutes because Stacy wouldn't let me stay in any longer. And uh, then I went to bed and I felt like a brand new person. It was like everything that I had just went through. I, I mean, I really don't remember it. I don't, I couldn't even explain the pain now. Um, but it was incredible. Like I just felt, complete I guess this is the best way to explain it like I was able to enjoy the baby and we were just I mean we just fell almost right to sleep at after that the midwives kind of quietly did their thing and we slept and the kids came in well our youngest came in our oldest didn't get up for hours I don't think they both kind of slept through it until the very end yeah the
1: midwife came in and says there's a very blonde-headed child sitting on the couch <laughs> <laughs> But he is there, listening to the whole thing. You know?
0: Oh, and I, I sounded awful. Like I was, I wanted to be like you, Caitlin. I watched your birthing video, and I was like, she's so quiet and peaceful, and I was not that, uh-uh. not at all. Well,
2: well, I will tell you. Number one, I don't have a very good video of my first birth. I was not quiet, and that's perfectly fine. And. I did not try to be quiet with my second. That's just what that birth required. So I have to be honest, I like loud births. (laughs) Like, I think those are way cooler, way more intense. Like, like you can see, you can see the strength so much when a mom is like vocal, like it's like, yeah, of course. Of course you're being vocal. You're pushing a baby through your body. That that makes sense. That checks out
0: bad i'm pretty sure i lost my voice almost but oh, wow. it was Bad, but um it was so peaceful just to be at home like mm-hmm. i can't even mm-hmm. describe what it's like to just have your baby and then not have to do anything not be poked and prodded not have bright lights everywhere not have tests being run like yeah that whole experience was incredible
2: oh That sounds, that sounds really amazing. And yeah, after coming off of two hospital births where you're there for at minimum a day, you Mm -hmm. know, of the blood pressure checks every time you start to fall asleep and (laughs) all of that. Yeah, I can imagine that would have been great. Daniel, what did you think about that immediate postpartum? Um,
1: What what does that, what's that mean?
2: Just that, that immediate time after the birth, like since you weren't in the hospital, how was that experience compared to your previous hospital experiences?
1: I thought it was great. Um I thought it was great because I remember, you know, after we I caught Briar. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I helped catch her. Helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, helped let me, let me, let me, in case the watch listens to this, I, I, I assisted. I didn't she did it all anyway. So after um that, you know, Gabby had some uh, some problems with the with the placenta. So you know, I got immediate, like, skin-to-skin contact with my daughter, yeah. and so that was really, I didn't get that in the hospital. Everything was kind of, you know, just real fast and efficient out of the way, and, you know, just kind of just rushing to get things done and cleaned up, and so for this, it was just more, um, it was just more intimate, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like it was a, I felt like there was more time taken with the midwives with Briar and and just, uh I felt like there was more even peaceful. I, I can say that she was the most peaceful of all the, of, even from the boys and just being able to, I felt like in the environment was so important for her to be in that. Mm-hmm. So I actually would say that if I could do it again, we probably have all three of them. Mm-hmm. And just because she's just been, there's just been, I've seen some significant differences in just the environment she was born in.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that, I mean, from hearing so many stories of moms, a lot of times there is a big hormonal difference that you feel when you are in like a physiological birth environment. So like when you're at home, when the lights are dim, when everything is the way that you would have it so that you're feeling safe as opposed to in a hospital with fluorescent lights in your face and people poking and prodding like it allows for such an easier flow of oxytocin i feel like that's got to be the same for dads too i mean did you do you feel like it was very easy to to be involved and feel like that immediate bond
1: yeah i think so and i think it's you know it was you know for me it was uh I just felt like it was like, this is the way God intends intends this to be. Because I think a lot of people, um, I didn't mention this before. I mean, I'm a pastor, so, you know, Mm -hmm. and so um, it was just something is in that, that I just felt connected spiritually to. Um, We just being like, this is, this is, this is the way it's supposed to be.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And Gabby, Um, what did you, what did you notice? Did you notice any differences between the previous epidural experiences, and then this home birth in your space and your territory?
0: Yes. So I remember after having the boys, um, so I, I did breastfeed all of my kids, but for Mm -hmm. them, it was, Mm -hmm. I was super, I guess the best way to explain it is depressed. Like while I was breastfeeding them, Mm -hmm. um, I went through like really bad kind of postpartum depression while I was breastfeeding and when I was done it was like a relief Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason with her it was not that like I never went through the newborn haze phase I guess Mm -hmm. like that's fair I I, I don't know it was just different like I just felt like everything was normal like Mm -hmm. I never got really emotionally high or low I don't I still did this, four months in, I, I don't feel like I've had any depression. We're still breastfeeding. So... Yeah,
1: and I think it was like, the only fear I think would be like, what if something went wrong? Yeah. You know, but that's when we kind of just were like, kind of faith over fear.
0: Mm-hmm. in
1: that aspect of being like, hey, you know, midwife, this is, they've been doing this for a long time. And they were, we had a plan and we had steps in place in case something were to go wrong.
2: Right.
1: And uh, it's the same thing. At the hospital so you know that was a. I don't know why i just need to say that because i know, wow, I, think, I think that's scary for a lot of people
0: yeah yep. you know i was more confident i think with stacy's ability me too <laughs> mm-hmm. than even being in a hospital
2: yeah so. i agree it's one of stacy's are one of the previous uh, episodes that i've done that featured one of stacy's clients was a shoulder dystocia In the home birth setting and that mother said as well she was just so glad that she was at home for that shoulder dystocia because if she had been at the hospital she does not feel that she would have she felt you know i would have had an episiotomy they would have yanked the baby out in a way that wasn't appropriate whereas stacy worked through the maneuvers that she needed to work through to release the baby and everything was was perfect
0: Yeah, it was amazing, even just the difference in midwifery care from a hospital midwife to an at home midwife, like Mm -hmm. the difference is crazy.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Guys, this has been such a fascinating story. As we wrap up, I'd love to hear any kind of final thoughts. If maybe, you know, a couple's listening and they're thinking about home birth, but they're on the fence. What what would you say to that?
0: you look like you want
1: to say something. I'm thinking I'd say I'd say I, so I think one of the biggest uh things um for me, and then I'll let you close it down because they they really want to hear what you got to say. But I I I think that people are I think there's a couple of fears. I think one is, you know, what's the plan in case something goes wrong? But they they've got that, they they know what they're doing. The, the, the other thing is um is that when you go to talk to people about it you'll be amazed at how many people will will look at you funny Mm -hmm. and look at you like, what in the world are you talking about? You know, like people, like grandparents won't understand it. Maybe, Um, I know this was for our story, like grandparents didn't really understand or great grandparents, Um, family, friends, friends, they just kind of look at you like some of them, either they'd say that is awesome, that is the coolest thing, or they would say, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know. And so you have to just be confident in that. And just know the that that's this is the decision between you and your spouse and your family, and you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay with that. Don't let don't let inf- people try to influence
2: you otherwise. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's really good advice.
0: Yeah, and I I would second that. I mean, we were once we made our decision, we were very confident in it, so we didn't keep keep it from anyone that that's what we were going to do. But I also would just shut people down, like. I'm I'm pretty sure I love my grandmother so much, but you know, they were in that transitional period where hospitals were that what you did. Mm -hmm. And so for her, every I think every day we got on the phone, she's like, You sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, Yes, (laughs) I promise we're good. I feel more confident in my ability to have this baby at home than I do in hospital. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we had just a thing where it was like, you know, it's like feeling your feelings can be influenced by other people. And yeah. so we just, in our family have always made the, 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 the motto of, Hey, our decisions will lead and our feelings are going
2: to follow. Yeah. That. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. That's very good. Wow. Well, Gabby and Daniel, this has been such a wonderful episode and I think it's going to serve as such an encouragement to so many couples and I, everybody always loves it when it's a mom and dad, Duo interview. So Daniel, thank you so much for being willing to come on and share. Um, and Gabby, your story is just beautiful. I, what a wonderful experience to have. Um, you guys, you guys are just so wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the happy home birth podcast. Thanks,
1: Thanks Caitlin. Caitlin.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Homebirth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Homebirth Podcast.